Hello and welcome to this Christian Walk Podcast, the show where no topic is too taboo to empower you on your walk with God. I'm your host, Marlene B., and it's my privilege to welcome you back to the conversation. And this week, we are continuing and concluding a two-part update series where I am inviting two courageous women of God back on the show from season one to update us on their healing journey. We had a great conversation. So let's get into it right now with Lashana and Miss Rena Renee. Right now. Listen, homie, can you walk with me? Talk with me. What you know about God? Will he ride with me? Come and open my eyes for me. Hear my story. Show me more. What's in store? And once more, listen, homie, can you walk? Can you walk? Let's walk. Renee and Lashana, welcome back to this Christian Walk podcast. Hi, thank you for having us, Marley. Thank you for being yeah. here. <laughs> Rena, Renee, I heard you over there. What'd you say? I say yes, yes, I do. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for agreeing to come back. It is season five and I could not have this season go on without hearing from some of our most prolific guests in our earlier season, right? So, <laughs> Lashana, you were on the third episode of season one. Ms. Rena Renee, you were on the second episode of the second season, right? <laughs> and you guys are both, I told Lashana this, um, because we had a little update, just the two of us, a couple of weeks ago. And I was telling her she to this day is still like the highest watch video that I had. And I was just like, why? You know, I'm very proud of that. Not so much of the fact that it that we reached the number. It's the fact that the conversation was so important. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that so many people got a chance to see that and that you and that that time felt like it was something worth doing you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and the same thing with you Rena Renee like so many people caught like called me like oh my god that story spoke to me like I really felt (laughs) her pain and then I was it's like they went on the whole ride with you they went from the time of your childhood and came to the time of now your this this epiphany that you having on the other side of getting in touch with those feelings that you had stifled for over 50 years. Like people were there with you and they were feeling like, wow, that was amazing. And (laughs) I just want to thank you both, right, for agreeing to do the show. And then for, um, you know, being so vulnerable when you did it, because, you know, somebody say, yeah, I'll go on there. And then it's like, Yes, I did have a situation, uh, but now it's over. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, I can't, I can't really, you know, I'm pretty sure we, you know, you got a little more in you. But, <laughs> and, you know, even though I'm not about trying to just, you know, I'm not trying to just make tears. I'm not trying to make any kind of emotions. I want it to be real. And you guys came on and you were so real about <laughs> some of the, the realest situations you had ever faced in your lives. 
And I am forever grateful to uh, about that. And I just want to, you know, because I'm always trying to get people to come on to the show, you know, it's, you know, just, and sometimes I'm a little reluctant, but I would like to hear what your experience was about coming on this on the show. Like, what was your reasoning? Like, what made you do it? Because with some people, what they don't know is, like, Lashana, you called me out rip. Like, I didn't call you. You, I wouldn't yep. call you and say, hey, you know, with everything that you were going on. So what, yeah. what was it like? What was that process like for you to say, you know what, I'm about to call Marley and, and come on this show? What was that like? For you? Yeah, it was all like, um, it was really for me, like, I wanted others to know, right? Like, I really wanted people to know my experience, Um at the time when we met, like we, it was like soon after my family had passed away, right? And um, COVID was still in the news. Mm-hmm. We were talking about vaccinations. We were talking about how it impacts people. And I like wanted people to to know my experience. And I wanted to share that, even though it was painful and um, and it's still incredibly painful, um, it's a story that needed to be heard. And um, I wanted people to be safe and understand that, you know, um, COVID was, was no joke and it was um, spreading like wildfire and you can still get it even with vaccinations. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on your, um, you know, uh, how healthy you are, like even with vaccinations, you can get really, really sick and potentially pass away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really important for me with, uh, initially to say, okay, I am in pain, but other people are probably um, maybe have experienced this pain before so they can relate or they want to know like, what what is what's going on like like you know what's happening um and then in the news there were so many people that were losing multiple family members Mm -hmm. to covid and so um you know that's also another wonder um and one thing that popped up like when I watched um, my mom and my uncle's funeral on the um, on the website, like on the funeral website, mm-hmm. and it had something like fourteen thousand views. It was like un unreal, like so so many people, and they had so many questions, and like um, so I was like, this is the best mode of communication for me right like I feel safe with Marley um I know she's not trying to exploit my pain or anything like that um so I just like you know reached out I knew you were doing this and I'm like this is this is the first way to go so that was my my rationale Yes. And I love how you said that because with everything that was going on, especially in the peaks of COVID, it was just so many, it was just so much. You couldn't really pinpoint anything. Everything was so generalized. It was so generalized. And it, it was so important for us to be able to individualize what was going on. And yeah. for you to step up and say, hey, I want to tell what it's been like for me as an individual, the impact that this 
globally impactful thing is doing what yes. it's done you know I, I think it was so important for us to do that because it's hard to see when you're just looking at the news and they're like 10,000 more mm -hmm. 20,000 more 900 more it's it, numbers it, it, it was it's just, just numbers so, right you're, you're like, not getting the impact yeah it felt it felt um you know like I, I think initially before before my mom and my uncle passed away, like I like was seeing COVID as something that was like, it was like, oh my God, this is awful. This is bad, right? Mm -hmm. But also like the numbers kept growing and I'm like, is this like the flu? Like, you know, there was just like so many questions that I had and I don't know that I took it as serious as I needed to take it until that event happened either right so I wanted people mm -hmm. to understand how serious it was absolutely and then when you think about all of the people that was touched even considering the large numbers that they gave us it's, it was astounding it's still the number of people that were not yeah right it's a lot of people that just really were not impacted in the way that a lot of people think yeah. And so that was even more important for that group of people who really are watching this and it seemed far away, even though it seemed close because it's in all of our states, it's in all of our cities, mm -hmm. but all of our jobs, everything. But yeah. it's still, if you didn't, if it didn't touch you in a way that was prevalent, because I had a lot of, like personally, I had a lot of family members that got sick, but got better. Yeah. And so my experience with that is going to be different than somebody who lost someone. Right. Or right. Even so much somebody who got so sick that they almost lost someone because some yeah. people were on the brink of death, which is just as traumatic for a family. It's people's oh. family still trying to rebound from those medical bills and all of that stuff. The impact is still looming and it's still having all kinds of layers with it. And yeah. I just wondered, like, just from your perspective, do you feel like we learned anything as, a, as a nation? Yeah, you know, <clears throat> it's it's really odd because I am in Atlanta, and let me say this: like, I I love the city of Atlanta, but I don't think Atlanta ever shut down. Mm -hmm. Um, and um. It was like, you know, people were like anti-vaccination and I wasn't sure like which way I was going, right? Like mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was going to do. <clears throat> and then people weren't wearing masks and things like that. And I just felt like, um, you know, through all of this stuff, I think we learned, but also, you know, we reverted back, right? We were like, like during that process, we were learning, right? We were learning to like care for one another. Um, there were like communities coming together, dropping things off at, at people's doors and families, families were coming together. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But after now that the pandemic, it feels like it, it has slowed down, right? Um, in terms of how many people have gotten it or how many people have passed away from it. Um, the, we've gone back to like our normal selves, mm -hmm. like nothing's ever happened and we're moving on. And, and the families that 
have had all of this loss because of it, we're stuck in that time. Um, and so that piece is, um, still important, but I, I don't, uh, you know, I don't think humans have the, I, I think we have the ability to, to learn, but I think we have a bigger or larger ability to forget. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I, we definitely seen the forgetting happening. I remember one thing that I noticed in the pandemic is all of the, all the provisions that were put in place that I felt like, man, we should have been doing this the whole time. Like, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, it makes you wonder about stuff. Like how come when you go to the nail shop, the tech got on the mask, but you don't. Like, I feel like <laughs> we should have all been masked up. I yeah. feel like every time you popped over something, I feel like it, it, you should have been opening a machine that was like, and you should have been steaming. You know, I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like that was going on in. And it's like they went on, they did it for a while, but then you've seen it revert back. And it's like, did we learn anything? And, you know, even as much as how they stuff us in places, restaurants, concerts, public transportation, airplanes, they stuff us in these places and knowing that they are just germy is I don't know what. But And it's like, we learned for a minute, like we need to stretch out. And well, you know, the one thing I did learn too, Marley, was mm-hmm. the whole like the surplus piece where people were like, you know, like grabbing toilet paper and all of that. Like you couldn't find toilet paper in the stores. Um, and I, I I specifically remember having this conversation with my mom, like, um, and I was living in Charlotte mm-hmm. and the pandemic had just like kicked off and the stores were crazy. And people were just like stuffing their carts with with toilet paper and and all this other stuff, right? And so uh, my mom's like, "Well, you need to get to the store, right? Like, you need to get." Toilet. And I'm like, "Not, no, no, no." <laughs> um, but now that sticks with me in my head, right? Like, so now I go to the store, I pick up like three packs of toilet paper because I'm like, "No, I ain't going without." I y'all don't catch me. <laughs> In the next pandemic, exactly. without it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And one thing I got to say, my grandmother always taught us, it's some stuff you just don't run out of. Yeah, you just don't run out. It's some stuff you just don't run out of. <laughs> it, it's like when you get, like, it, it should always be a, a surplus of something. That's right. Things. And toilet paper is one. I mean, and still shame on the people who was buying it all and trying to resell it. Shame yeah. on shame. shame on you. For you Shit. to exploit people's bathroom time is yes. just wrong. <laughs> it's just yes. wrong. <laughs> now, Rena Renee Lyle, that the what I thought was super cool, right, was that through the conversation and through the episode that me and Lashana had in season one, you were able to view that as her godmother, right? And <laughs> you were able to, you reached out to her and said, you know what? I think I want to do that, which I thought was super duper (laughs) dope. Okay. And then I was like, I had like the world's biggest goosebumps because I'm like, that's just showing me like, okay, what I'm doing, I'm supposed to be doing like, it it just was validation for me. So I just have to thank you for that. You know, I don't know if I ever really said that to you, 
But that helped me keep going in a way that I can't even express really. But if you can kind of talk about your experience of saying, you know what, I want to do this and how that process was for you, Rena Renee. Well, when I saw Lashana, I knew she was in pain because, you know, I, like I said, her mother's my childhood friend. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I won't forget meeting her mother on the porch because she's on a punishment and she <laughs> couldn't get off that porch when we was 13 years old. <laughs> I met her mother then. <laughs> Been friends and we, we are not 60. Mm-hmm. However, when Sean got on a, I, I won't say poo, but when the shiny you can got call on, poo. everybody you can call me poo. is poo. Okay, yeah, that's that's yeah. my pooty poop. When, <laughs> when I saw her doing that uh uh podcast, I'm like, you know what? I've been pain so many years and didn't know how to express my pain. Here she's a lot young and she's expressing her pain. She's in pain. Nobody can understand your pain unless you really put it out there for people to really understand. And I felt her until I called her and I'm just crying like, I want to do the show. So when I got to, I'm like, I'm crying even more and I don't do the show. I'm like, you know, I've been in pain so many years, so many decades of years. She lost her mother, which was pain, but I've been in pain for three decades of years and not able to share it. Here she was sharing it freely and she was sharing it and she's not trying to bother in like I did for decades. Mm-hmm. So I had to plot for that because I'm like, you know what? I've got to let mine out too. Because uh that could eat you. Like I said, I'm going decades. When I mm-hmm. met her mother on that porch, I was coming from decades, a pain then. Right. Nobody knew my pain from coming from New York for where I was coming from, you know, when I come to Toledo. But I um I just have to share that I, you know, for so many years thought I I cost, you know, I was the cost of my sister dying. And I realized from going to therapy, which a lot of people think you shouldn't do, but I, I enjoy going there, that I realized that I didn't cost God, 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 it was God was ready for the go. So I couldn't have stopped anyway. When mm-hmm. God is ready for somebody to go, whether we lost it with the COVID, the cancer, when God is ready for him to come get their child, he's taking them. You know, so I I couldn't have stopped it and I had to stop blaming myself for pain that oh my god it was painful the thought that you know I was the reason my sisters was you know that she died and it wasn't me you know and then uh being molested as a kid you know and all these things that I've just held back and all the pain and like I said I don't I don't really reach out like I said I didn't have that many childhood friends the childhood friends I had I kept because I'm not a person to reach out, you know, do a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. So when she just, it touched me when Pooh was on that podcast, like, I need to tell my story. I need to tell, and then how it helped me because uh, I don't, I I have a rock that I keep in my yard that says my sister. And whenever I get another daycare, what kind of business, it will be named after her. <laughs> but um it it just it just I can't explain it just it just helped me knowing that through pool the podcast therapy of all this decade of years that like she said people time moves on when we lose a loved one everybody just move on you mm-hmm. you don't think that person is still stuck back there you know suffering 
So mm -hmm. time is just moving on for me. Time moving, everybody's having fun, everybody just, but not knowing my pain. And I didn't want to be stuck in that, in the menorah. You know, yes. my pain needs to be released to know the pain I've, I've uh, endured. Pain that somebody else I hope don't, you know, have to go through. And pain is a, it, it's a, it's, it's, it's something, you know, yeah. but that with traumatic that pain, pain, that trauma, it brought me and pull even closer to, yes, mm. you know, so also pain could bring joy for, for somebody because I've always loved her. She always been my, like my daughter, but it brought us because we both share a pain that like, like she said, people that move on and we share a pain that we have came closer, mm. yeah. you know, even though she's not going to do by with me, but we have. <laughs> she slid that right on in. She slid that in, did she? <laughs> oh, you know, so I, I thank you for your podcast and it was a good podcast. And people that I have, you know, I share my podcast with them as well. They was able to understand a, a little more about how I was, you know, why I do what I do, why I say what I say I do, why I don't do what I do. It makes them understand me better. So I thank both of y'all for that. Well, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank I appreciate you. that. And you brought up another point that I I feel very strongly about, right? Because I I try my best to be an advocate for mental health, for seeking therapy. I know in, in your um in this experience of sharing this story, you kind of got to the point where it's like, okay, um, okay, I'm I'm open to that fact. And you went to therapy for the first time, Ms. Rena, Ms. Rena Renee. And I I know that sometimes when it comes to therapy, the 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 hardest part is making that first appointment and and going. And you you tackled that thing. And I just want to know like wh what made you not go to therapy prior to this experience? You know, because I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I wasn't educated to understand what I was going through and what I should do about it. Mm -hmm. And because my mother didn't know how it feels, I couldn't, I didn't go to her. So like, again, like I said, when Pooh got on that podcast and expressed the pain that she went through and what she was going through, therapist on, and I'm like, you know what? At my age, I should do it too. Because this young woman is putting it all out there. And I've been keeping my zen. And I'm so grateful she because she don't have to go through, look at me, I tell her. For everybody listening, we promised this was going to be a tearless episode. But, but you know what, these, we'll take these because these are tears of joy. And it is, right? it is, it is. These are tears of joy. So they are, they are all good. They are welcome here. And so it is, it, it is all good. It is, it is because I would still be stuck in that mode. So mm -hmm. I'm not stuck in that mode anymore. You know, I can come out of it. I can talk about it. You know, I didn't, you know, I'm going to forever love my sister. Like, who can forever love her mother? Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to lose more people in our life as we live. Mm -hmm. So we now, you know, I got to learn how to cope with losing people, losing loved ones, without being stuck in somewhere you don't want to go because when you stuck down there it's it's hard to get out and you don't want to be stuck down 
you know, I know I'm not probably not explaining it right, but oh no, it's coming out good. <laughs> you know, it's coming out. Yeah. So I, you know, again, I'm glad I was able to tell my story, and because of the help of Pooh, helped me tell my story. The story that she didn't even know nothing how she didn't even know about my life, mm-hmm. you know. So when I came out with him, like, you know, you know, it's it's a life that. I've been living for so many years, you know, and I was able to forgive myself. That's what I say. I was able to forgive myself for something that I thought I did. Mm-hmm. And I was able to forgive the people around me that caused me the pain. Mm-hmm. So for that, for my forgiveness, I can help people like Pooh to embrace her when she's going through pain because I have not dealt with my pain. Yes. Amen. And how did it, how did it, how was it for you, Lashana, to find out what you found out about her? You know what I'm saying? By watching this to see her come onto the show and reveal parts of herself that you haven't seen in your whole life. My whole life, my whole life. Right. Like I had no idea. I was so proud of her. I was so incredibly proud of her. Um, because that meant that she was, you know, dealing with her pain. She was talking about it and she was trying to climb out of it. And she was, she, she said something that was really pivotal was like, when you're in that, when you're in that darkness, like you're, you're, you're trying to find just that speck of light to like really help yourself and and sometimes talk therapy um this podcast um you know friends that you trust um family that you trust that helps you that that helps you be able to like articulate like this is what i'm going through this is how i'm feeling um and i was so proud of her to like step up after 30 years and say, this is what I've gone through. And I've known, I've known her my whole entire life, <laughs> my entire life, right? Like I never, like, even as, as a little girl, I would have like, I'm running around her house. I would have never, ever like expected that, right? Like I would have never known that. Um, and I thank her for sharing that with me because um, that, pain did bring us together right like I um it's it's never a situation where you want someone to experience pain right like so y'all can have a bond um we already had a bond Mm -hmm. but I think that this was um this was something that was just like we understand each other on on a whole nother level um there was one one point and I'll share this um, and I don't know if even if Renee remembers this, but like um, I went to, I was, you know, it was during my mom's funeral. And um, so like my family had like dealt out tasks, right? Like what we were going to do, what we were responsible for. And I was responsible for like going to get like garments and like, um, and the, uh, like her, the, what dress and all of that, right. That, and at that moment, that moment is so real 
right? Like that, that moment is like, this is happening, right? Like this is happening. And Renee actually was in the store with me. And I think we were in JCPenney or some somewhere and I just broke down. I like, I, I broke down right there, like just, and she just hugged me and we just hugged right there. She didn't care who was around. Like it, it didn't matter. I'm sure some, some people were looking at us like, what is wrong with these women? But, but I think, you know, that pain she understood. Um, and, you know, um, at that point, I don't know if I, if I knew like what her pain was, she shared shortly after, but, um, I, I think, I, those things brought us closer together and as a as godmother like I trust her ex explicitly like you know wh whatever happens in my life like she's going to be the first to know um so like I that that piece of it you know her sharing her story and her like, you know, getting therapy, talking about it, like being open with me about it, being open with you about it makes me um, feel really good and really great that she is getting help and I'm getting help and um, <laughs> and we're together. Absolutely. Because, yeah. and I, I share that pride with you because I was just like, I'm so proud of this woman. Like she is really doing wonder woman level faith yes she is going <laughs> on like yes. I was just like I was in awe of her like even through the whole and it was so crazy because we, we talk about the therapist right now you were going to therapist Rena Renee without telling your family at first right and then you messed around and look, I helped find this therapist and we were all happy. Like, oh, we found one. It's a Christian-based therapist. This is going to be great. She went, she liked him. I was like, okay, cool. And then you break your leg come going to to, to see it. And <laughs> no, that's how everybody's falling out. That's I was like, out. <laughs> I said, and then I'm waiting because she tell me like, okay, I haven't been telling my family, that, but I'm going to therapy, but I haven't been telling my family. And then I was going one day and then broke my leg. So then I had to tell my husband so all the time. I'm like, okay, this is the day when she about to cuss me out. Like you found this therapist. I shouldn't have been listening to you. I was like, I was like, oh, okay. This is, it's about to, I was just like sitting there waiting, trying to brace myself for it. But she was like, you know what? But you, this is, and this is where I was just like, oh, I didn't think that I can love and respect this lady even more than I did before this point. But then you said broken leg and all, you know what? But the devil not going to take my joy. The <laughs> devil is not going to keep me from going to therapy. I'm going to continue no. to go. My husband know now. I'm glad that I was able to tell him. And I was just like, okay, this is, oh, this is good. So you're not going to go, okay, good. Because, I told everybody. <laughs> I'm I like, but, Who might know, have been the first one to know? But I told everybody after they want to know how did I break my ankle, and I'm like, I, 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 I'm I'm seeing therapists, and then you know, and then that's when I told everybody to see the podcast. So the podcast helped explain that I would have to go through. So I gave everybody the podcast, but everybody's like, how did where was you coming from? And I kept saying I was in the doctor office. Well, what kind of doctor? I was just in the doctor office, you know. 
why question where I'm coming from. I'm in a doctor. But I was just I was praying from the broken ankle, from my heart to my mind, to everything that I was like, you know what, I gotta let it out. Yes. Yeah. After all these three decades of years of and I'm 68 now, of all this happened when I was eight, of all these many years, mm-hmm. I got to let this out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's you know, reason like I said. I don't have many friends because I don't commun- communicate great. So the friends I have, I trust them friends because, you know, they they didn't even know. Nobody really know until the story came out. Mm-hmm. You know, even my own sisters didn't know what how much pain, definitely what the boy did to me and all that. So the things that I went through, I am proud that I didn't lose my mind. And that's why I was going to sure to make sure Pooh to stay straight because if I didn't lose mine, I was gonna keep her together so she didn't lose her because pain is a hurting thing and some people lose it. Yeah, and it I was take you out of here. She was gonna lose hers. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever she yeah. in town, she knows she got to stay with me. I, <laughs> yeah. you know, we talk, so she's gonna be around me because she's not gonna lose hers because I'm yeah. here to make sure she's gonna move on. And as you see with her little money star, marching star. <laughs> She's not losing her. She's moving on, and I'm proud of her too because she is moving. She's not stuck like I for this many years, and she's a younger woman. She's moving on. Yes, yes, moving on. And then, so let me ask you about your um, therapist experience, Lashana. Now you're in HR, so you EA, you preach EAP all day, right? All day. You got to say, okay, well, have you EAP? Okay, mm-hmm. you know, that's available. You've been doing that for years. You already know that. Years. But was this your first thing going, you know, experiencing uh therapy or had you been before? What was what's your what's your experience with therapy? Yeah, no, I had um, you know, it's it's really um an odd thing because I, I think in the black community, we don't really think about therapy as like a first resort. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I, I've gone to therapists before, like when I was married, right? Mm-hmm. Like went through marriage counseling type thing. Um, but after, after this, um, after my mom and uncle passed away, like I knew like, I could like I couldn't hold that. I, mm-hmm. I couldn't hold what I was feeling inside. And like I know I, I couldn't put it all on my family. I couldn't put it all on my friends. Um mm-hmm. and I needed somebody to be able to give me the tools to be able to like manage it. Mm-hmm. Um and I like I started with EAP, right? Like I started at like the same thing, like, you know, um, work, my boss was like, hey, like, you know, make me call EAP. I'm like, yeah, you know, I got the number, right? Of course I got the number. <laughs> um, I, I called them um, and I think I, I shared this on the last podcast. Like, I think I went through five therapists or something mm-hmm. like that. Like I would, I would let them go, right? Like I was like, not, even shy about letting them go or um and and finding the right one for me because Mm -hmm. like I I really wanted to talk deep I wanted to ask the questions and like understand like I wanted to like talk about God I wanted to talk about 
you know, why was my family chosen, um, taken, and and why am I in this pain? And and like, you know, I really wanted to go there. And some therapists either um, are obli- I don't know if it's an obligation not to go there, or they just don't have the capacity to go there. Um, and so I like, I'm like, if you listen, if I, I, I can't talk to you about work cause I'm not, I'm not worried about work. Right. Mm-hmm. Like right now, like work is like least on my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I am worried about like my mental health because like never expected to lose my mom. And so I, I need someone strong enough to have that conversation with me. Um, and you might not have the answers and I don't fully expect you to understand, you know, to give me the reason why God selected my family to get COVID. Um, but I do expect for you to let me talk through it and then give me like the tools of like grief and, um, and how do I process it? and and try to get a little better and get get I'm never going to be fully myself again um but closer to normalcy Mm -hmm. yeah I get that I definitely get that and then so when it comes to breaking up with your therapist do it feel like a real breakup (laughs) do it feel like you know it's not you it's me like I just need more yeah. from my person. So what is that like? Because I think people, people don't realize that because a lot of people don't realize the importance of chemistry when it comes to their therapist. It's like you you go in there, you sit down, it's like okay, fix me. But yeah. you, you know you you can't you it, it, it's not going to be sometimes it's not the the best fit the first therapist the second therapist yeah but it, it, and I commended you on this when we had our last talk um Lashana on you know keep going finding it but don't be afraid to let you let a therapist that's not that you don't have that that you're not vibing with don't be afraid to let them go and don't just because that first one or that second one didn't meet your needs doesn't mean that it's not one out there now right now, yeah. do therapists need a Tinder page? I don't think so. I don't think it's going to have to work that hard. I don't want to. I don't want you to feel like you got to go on uh, plenty of therapists, plenty of physicians. <laughs> you, know what I'm you don't have to go to POF uh, for your therapist. <laughs> I just don't want people to give up just because the first one or the second one is not no. doing it, but going it, it's like, you want to go in knowing what it is that you need. Yes. Being able to express that. Just like yeah. relationship, right? You know, my, my therapist, I only went to one, to the one person mm-hmm. and he really, really got me from mm-hmm. the spiritual part, from the science mm-hmm. part, from understanding part, from realize you're a kid part, from all the part that you got to realize you got to put them all all in pieces together. So he took all the little puzzles, pieces, and put them together. Like she said, you're never going to still get lost because I still, you know, feel my sister like my sister lost. And I know that I'm going to go through more loss. Mm-hmm. So what I what the therapist now has been helping me that I've been going through therapist, what I've been dealing with now, because I know there's going to be some more loss, now I'm going to be able to be able to deal with because I think at this point where I was at, if I'd had another loss, 
I might would have lost it. Yeah. Now I think I'm able to be to able to accept if I'm gonna have another loss, how to accept it and keep my mind. Yes. So for that, I think mm. that works out for me. Oh yeah. And yeah. I'm able to help people, you know, like Sean, like I just lost my cousin, you know, his wife. That you know, able to help them to realize, you know, it, I know it hurts and it's painful, but you do have to just keep moving on, or you're just going to lose it. And that's not what your loved one wanted you to do. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to end up in a psych ward or streets and all that. They want you to move on. Yeah. Because, you know, we all going to go sometime. You just got to be able to accept death. And thank the therapist for me is able to, and with, you know, with God, able to accept that if I lose my, I I'm, I really feel like I'm going to be hurt, yeah. but I'm going to be able to accept it more than I did when I was in my, when I was eight years old. Because yeah. from eight to now, dealing with somebody mm-hmm. that I thought I caused death with and couldn't help. And instead of hearing her name saying, help me, Renee, help me, Renee, she's a ball of fire, you know. That that was something to deal with, and for any kid. So a therapist, I went to one one, and he's been working. With me. So I yes. one and I done. Yeah. Stick with him. Yes, <laughs> great. If you got one, stick with him. If you yes. got one, stick with him. And I think it's so important that we know that we. And I think with our relationship with God, once you once you tap into that too, because sometimes we just have to be reminded of the of the of the characteristics of God and he don't put stuff on us to break us mm-hmm. is what we have to remember like mm-hmm. if he brought us to it he will bring us through it you know mm-hmm. what I mean because at the end of the day we have to have that confidence in our walk with him to know that he won't put more on us than we can bear mm-hmm. now is we're going to need his help to bear a lot of these things yes yeah. and and and, and right along with his help is going to take us being strong enough to say, okay, therapy, please. Because why theology is great and it is essential. Sometimes it takes therapy and theology and that's okay. Because don't think if you, just because you believe in the science of, uh, of mental health, that, that negates your faith because a lot of times that's what people try to try to, try to say and that's just wrong and we want to stamp that out right down to the pits of hell where it belongs yes right because you know uh therapy was uh is a gift from god and a lot more of us should utilize it yeah (laughs) well and then too you know i think you know um trauma and grief um it really sometimes makes you doubt your faith um and 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 you need to have that talk you need to be able to talk that out Mm -hmm. um and and sometimes that sometimes that's just with you and god and Mm -hmm. and that's okay but other times that might be with you god and therapist Mm -hmm. or um and you talking to that therapist about like these are my beliefs and I'm not sure why it didn't come out the way I thought it should come out. Right. And, and, um, and, you know, having those conversations. So that, that's an important component. And I I think we always, we always um, 
think about <clears throat> we think about like therapy in this and sometimes in this negative way of like oh like you know you're going to therapy there's a problem no I, <laughs> there, there is a there's a problem but I also am sharing this information right so I can like be whole I can be my whole self and and I don't I don't turn to the other things the other vices that that could get me right, right. Uh, because I I wanna I wanna be able to talk it out so I I do think that more people should you know and uh and there are more Christian based um, therapists out there I had to I had to dig to find one but um but I found one and and I had one and now I have another one. And great. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely good to have a therapist that shares your faith. I, I learned that because, and it's like, sometimes you have to be the one to bring it up now because they can't bring it up. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> you know, right. it's like, they you're not going to go in, it, it, I doubt you <laughs> go in any therapist's office and the first thing yeah. they ask you is, do you know Jesus? It will probably never happen like that because right. There are laws in place to protect that, but right. um, you can bring it up first and you can let your therapist know, hey, it's important to me that somebody can, uh, uh, even if you don't share that you understand it, you yeah. know what I mean? If you understand it, that's great, but I would prefer if you shared it because you will really be able to go in to the conversation with me that I want to go in, you yeah. know what I mean? So. But, you know, just for just a tip for people who are seeing a therapist and want to go deeper and and wonder how to go about doing that. Because sometimes it's like, OK, well, dang, maybe I should bring it up. And a lot of times you will find out that your therapist is like, oh, I'm glad you went there. Yes. You know, I can't <laughs> I can't go there until you go there. Right. So don't be afraid to, to go there. You know, right. if, if you're seeing a therapist and you want to really bring your faith into the conversation, you're going to probably have to uh, start that line. Yes. <laughs> but it, it's yeah. definitely worth pursuing. But yes. Ladies, it sounds like that your experience of, you know, acknowledging your experiences of life, right? Um, going towards them, not running from them, have yes. been life-changing, empowering, and just overall beneficial to your your well-being you know to see that you guys are just still very much on a journey of healing but yeah. on a side of the street that is like where the sun is hitting you and you got some of that Jamaica you know <laughs> that Dubai sun yeah right <laughs> that Dubai sun when you got some of that just glistening off of your skin. That's that's what y'all look like. Y'all got going on. Um, I I'm, I just want to thank you guys again for agreeing to be on the show to to share your life with us. Um, if you could offer anybody who might feel the need to share their story but be reluctant to do it, you know, uh, you know, some advice for being on the other side of being bold enough to just step out and come on the TCW and, and, and share with the fam. What advice would you give them? Let's start with you, Ms. Rita Renee. My advice would be, please 
don't keep it bought up because when you keep it bought up, other things come in fake from it, plays with it. You know, if I hadn't kept that, I was just thinking this other day, if I hadn't kept so much bought up, would I have been able to deal with people better? Would I be a lot further than I am? Could I talk a little better than I pronounce my words? Well, there's a lot of things because I bought it up. So do not let, because like like Pooh said, you don't want to go down, you know. And because I my mother, I come from a Christian background background, I didn't fall, I didn't fall through the cracks. So that helped me, you know, pull myself up. But there's so many people scared of the therapist and want to bother up. Don't bother because it's a it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. And it hurts really bad. <laughs> Let it out. That's what's up. And yeah. Lashana. Yeah, I would say, I would say share your experiences if you can, right? Like be ready for that. Um, make sure that you're ready for it. Like, you know, like don't force yourself. But when you are ready, um, share your experiences. And I, I do love your podcast so much, Marley, because not right. only, you know, are you able to like talk um, in this uh, such such a like uh, like a friendly way of like, you know, expressing and like almost having fun. Um, but then also like, you know, being able to articulate like what you're going through because mm -hmm. um, a lot of people are going through the same things, similar things. We are all human. We all have traumas. We all have had um, experience. We probably have already experienced death um, in our families. Um, and it's important that you have that conversation, that you talk that out. And, um, and I think your podcast is great to like, you know, have others hear, hear that because when you're talking to your therapist, you're talking deep, you're talking about the stuff that's, that's personal to you. And, um, and like, I, like I, I'm swearing and, and all of that. And so, but on your podcast, right? Like I'm sharing, I'm sharing your, I'm sharing my story. Um, and Renee sharing her story uh to help other people that may have similar experiences or feel that same way and um and to your podcast is able to get to the masses um and talk to other people and people see this and be like okay i'm encouraged to do this too i'm also like you know i'm proud of these two black women that you know, went through all of these experiences and they're not afraid to talk about it on a podcast for, you know, millions to see. Um, and they're also not afraid to go to therapy and get what they need in order to be um, healthy. Um, so, yeah. Yes. Awesome. She said it nicely for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, ladies, for coming on and updating us about, you know, just your lives. Once again, just opening your lives up to us, opening up your journey to us, because like you said, Lashana, like you were saying, Ms. Rena Renee, this is we're all in this. We're all in this life together. And God, he did not make us to be um, 
in the, you know, just in these little bitty inside ourselves, you know, just inside ourselves and to be without community. A community is something that he meant for us. Kingdom community is the best thing that people, it's not enough people are taking advantage of. And sharing our experiences on this platform and on other platforms so that we can let people know that they are not alone. Mm-hmm. Correct. You know, they are not alone. And sometimes you want to know, well, how did you deal with this? Yeah. That way, and not saying that the way that you deal with it, it's got to be the same way I deal with it, but mm-hmm. it can help get me on the way with dealing with mine because sometimes I don't know where to start or if starting is even worth it. But because of brave women like you guys who came on and showed what it was like to start on the journey of healing, so many women and men got to know what it looks like and what it can do. So thank you so much. God bless you guys. And (laughs) I just am so proud of you. And I look forward to see all that God has for you. Thank you. I love you both. Love you guys. (laughs) Thank you so much to my guests, Lashana and Miss Rena Renee, for coming back on the show and updating us on your healing journey. I am truly so proud of you ladies for doing the work that is going to allow you to be all that God has called you to be. And if this conversation has spoke to you, please like it, share it, comment, and don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Remember, you can also check out our website, which is thiskristenwalk.com, as well as stream us on the go on iHeartRadio, as well as Apple Podcasts. Now, there were so many nuggets in this two-part series, TCW fam, but if one thing is taken from the experience of these ladies... I pray that it's the fact that anybody is subject to deal with grief or trauma at any time. So what we need to all do as a community is to take the the stigma off of seeking help when we need it. Yeah, this show is all about advocating for a relationship with God. And I'm not saying God doesn't have the ability to to get us through anything we need, but sometimes he gives us tools that are available for us to use to help us. And I really think that sometimes it takes both theology and therapy. So let's, as a community, encourage it, support it, and embrace it. Because one thing I know for sure is on this walk with God, loving God can be easy. Trusting God can be hard. But I believe we can all get there one step at a time on this Christian walk. I'll see you next time. Listen, homie, can you walk with me? Talk with me. What you know about God? Will he ride with me? Come and open my eyes for me and my story. Show me more what's in store and once more. Listen, homie, can you walk? Uh, Can you walk? Let's walk.